This is Boat Crew RPG with An Earthly Eclipse For mature audiences only Alright, welcome listeners to An Earthly Eclipse It's a New World of Darkness first edition or Chronicles of Darkness first edition Whichever you prefer to call it Game that we're going to be doing today so today with me, I have three people. Now I'm going to start with Yorin. Tell me, who are you? Who are you playing in this game? Well, I'll be playing Audrey Pence, and she's already with her pension, so her her last name is quite accurate. I'd say she's about seventy five years old. She is the town gossip. Um, she knows everything about everyone at any time of the day. That's her vibe. She wears glasses. She's a little bit shorter now in her old age. She shrank down a little bit. Um, she likes to wear sundresses and is usually usually has a little blanket or a scarf or something wrapped around her because it is always cold, no matter how warm it is. And she just goes about her day gossiping to everyone that wants to listen. All right. Now, Monica, who are you in this game? I am playing Samuel, a.k.a. Slip Torin. He's about uh, 30 years old, has uh, salt and pepper hair that he dyes black, side parted and slicked, kind of like a, what every young man's haircut would really be. Uh, gray blue eyes, about 5'7", 180 pounds, pockmarked skin from acne. So he has a bit of a troubled past. Uh, in his youth, he lived in Texas. And he got mixed up with the wrong crowd, ended up in a, you know, street gang and uh, got himself into quite a bit of trouble. Uh, Lost one of his, you know, friends in the gang due to violence and was actually saved by a street dog. And he took that as a sign that he should kind of turn his life around. At that point, uh, he decided to really bury his head in the books, became a veterinarian and now uh, has moved to a small, quiet town where he can leave a, lead a peaceful life, just treating animals and trying to escape his troubled past. And last but not least, Mitch. What are you doing? I'm playing Blair Nowick. He's a grumpy ex-miner with a bum leg who had to take a job filing paperwork, an absolutely mind-numbing job filing paperwork, following a terrible mining accident that gave him that bum leg. He's grumpy. He likes to drink. You know, nothing particularly noteworthy about his appearance. Sort of dull brown hair, a constant scowl. He's in his early 40s. And he even brings a beer to work with him every day to have over his lunch break, which is technically against policy, but he doesn't give a shit. And really, he's twice the size of his boss, so they're not going to enforce that. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... We The game begins in the small town of Smoky Hill. The town of Smoky Hill looks like many in the area. Tall trees, home to many coal miners, and seemingly all alone in its own little pocket of the world. The recent heat wave has begun to melt the snow that has popped up since it is very late autumn. But the so snows, there's been some snow, but lately it's, been, it's warmed up a bit. So it's nice. You know, it's, everything's all melty. And very, very muddy. As you walk near the town center, you can see the decorations that have sprung up, informing everyone of the impending arrival of the Founders' Day celebration. 
Memories of previous celebrations fill your mind as you can already smell the food, hear the laughter, and feel the warmth of so many people clustered together against the cold. So let's say that Blair, what kind of a pet would you say he has? If he would say he has a pet. If Blair has a pet, it's just going to be some mutt, probably that just, you know, wandered by and refused to get off the porch. So Blair was like, ah, fuck it, I'll feed you. All right. So Blair. You're out walking your dog, and you and you happen as uh, you, you like I said you're in the town center. You see like the you know, the 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 you know, signs up saying you know, Founders Day celebration. The the banners are you know, being hung between a couple of trees, and on the way you see Slip Torin. He's you know and Slip. You see you know Blair. He hasn't really been by to the vet. You know he's his pets due for a checkup, even though you know. You know Blair doesn't really seem to want to put too much effort into it, but he does take the dog occasionally if reminded uh i would say slip would see the dog before he sees blair and you know he walks up excitedly and even though the ground is dirty he kind of gets down in a squat position to pet the animal and you know lets him lick you know all over his face and then looks up at at, uh, blair and says Hey, wow, you know, I was just thinking about you this morning because your buddy here is due for his heartworm. (laughs) I know you think that heartworm's not a serious thing, but uh, one bite from a, you know, missing mosquito and uh, there goes your buddy. When are you going to stop by? What? What are you talking about, heartworm? You know, heartworm. I tell you this every time I see you, you got to get the test done every other year and give him the chewies. You have been giving him the chewies every month, right? Yeah, yeah. But but don't worms like come out the butt or something? No, you're thinking of the pinworms. These are the heartworms. They go in the heart and then, you know, your little buddy's not going to be your little buddy anymore. <laughs> I tell you this all the time, man. All right, so just I'll, yeah, give me the chews. I'll 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 give them to him. I can't give you the chews if I don't do the blood test. We got to make sure he's clear, and then I can give you the chews. Why don't you you know just stop by anytime? Really, I try to give you an appointment, but I know you're a busy guy. Just just literally stop by anytime the office is open. I'll squeeze you guys in. But you're you're here now. Can this be the appointment? I, do I look like I have a needle? I can't draw his blood here. Look at him. He's covered in mud. Just stop by the office. I'll do the blood test. I'll get you out the door the same day with the chews. And you got to give them to him once a month, year round. No excuses. Okay. Hey, uh, by the way, since I got you here, um, you know, you know, your neighbor, uh, Richard, the geologist, How's he oh, doing? Yeah. I haven't heard from him in a while. I don't know. Some paperwork, big brain shit. Okay. Have you heard from him, though? I've been kind of calling him and leaving messages on his machine, but he doesn't I, call me back. No, I I mean, I haven't seen him, but I don't really look for him. I'm not staring at his house or nothing. Okay. Uh, well, you know, if you wouldn't mind, since he's a bit out of the way for me, would you, when you go home tonight, just kind of knock on his door and see if he's doing all right? Okay. Yeah. So just don't forget, stop by the office, get the blood test, pick up the chews once a month and say hi to Richard for me. All right. Okay. And he's going to give the dog a pat on the head, you know, kind of 
give him a kiss on the forehead and just keep walking. And meanwhile, how was Miss Pence eavesdropping on this? Because everyone knows she's always eavesdropping. Miss Pence is standing with a group of her friends. There's a group of friends standing close by. And she kind of dropped out of the conversation to listen to what is going on behind her while the conversation between her friends is still going. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, just look, one, leave one conversation to listen to another. You always got to get all the conversations. Exactly. The knitting conversation about the knitting club for next week can wait. There is more, more immediate gossip going around here. And Miss Pence, you you would just know your your inner gossip, your your the town. You have a nose for this thing, and right now your nose is telling you there's something there's something interesting going on right now. You ju- you know it in your bones. Oh, my gossip sense is tingling. So, Miss Pence, do you are so since you know this, you don't you've had you've had you know similar like uh little flashes of like oh you just know that's gonna be good something good or something interesting gonna happen. And you follow them. Follow those urges in the past. Are you going to follow? So what are you going to do? Are you going to follow Blair, or are you? What are you like trying to head off and see, like snoop in on the missing geologist before everyone else? I'm going to politely finish the conversation with my girls with, uh, and and yeah, finish that conversation first, which will take a bit. Because it is always, yeah, no, I will see you next week. Yeah, don't forget the lunch. No, I won't forget the lunch. And it goes on for 10 minutes while saying goodbye. At least 10 minutes is pretty quick, actually. And then she decides to go to the house of Richard because she just happens to pass by that street on her way to home, which definitely is not on her way home. And she just wants to take the long way round. The long way round today. Um, so yeah, she decides to drop in on Richard before anyone else does. All right. So the house of Richard it looks pretty much like everyone else's place. You know, wood, you know, stone chimney, you know, bit slightly dirty from all the mud that everyone's been getting. And you notice nothing seems immediately off about it. Well, if nothing seems to be off, then. I can definitely invite him to my impromptu Founders Day celebration dinner. Of so course, she's going to yeah. So she's going to walk up to a door to the door and uh, knock. And much to your surprise, it just you, know, you can clearly tell it's not locked. You get it's like you know, you've heard you've seen like you know how doors rattle when they're locked, and this one not locked. Oh, tempting! Oh. Okay, she's going to the, she's going to ring the doorbell if nobody comes to the door as well because she doesn't want to run the risk of walking in and then all of a sudden Richard being there. But if nobody responds to the doorbell, she is going to knock again and accidentally open the door while knocking. So yeah, nobody comes to the nobody comes to the door and You've perfected the art of accidentally go doing things just at the right moment. Hello? Is anyone here? I noticed the door was open. No answer. 
she's going to walk in just saying hello I noticed the door was open a couple more times and as soon as she is in she closes the door behind her softly and at least decides that this is weird if nobody has seen Richard in a while and his neighbor doesn't know that he is out of town there's definitely something weird about it okay yeah she needs to investigate because you know for all she knows, Richard doesn't have a pet. But what if he has a pet and the pet is just left all by themselves? That cannot happen. Somebody needs to take responsibility for the people and the animals in this neighborhood. So the first thing you notice as you're going into the house is that there's a bunch of papers flying lying out of the ground. You, you think maybe like, you know, you, you know, he usually had like maps and stuff. Like he would see them sometimes with like paper all going all around. But this, you notice something a bit off. A lot of the papers look to have stains on them, old, dried up red stains. And as you go deeper into the house, you eventually like come into the kitchen, just behind the door. You open the door to the kitchen, and there on the table, you clearly see Richard, dead. He looks partially eaten. You see, like, you know, his arm, you see chunks missing out of his his arms, his legs, most of his, you know, internal organs have been removed. You quite clear is like you know, a lot. You see his rib cage. It is gruesome. Give me a. Let's see how how do you was. I think let's see. I think it would be resolve plus composure to avoid, you know, just breaking down like run out of the out of the house screaming. Two successes. All right, so you you managed to uh, you know hold it. You you've 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 seen a couple of the miners after some accidents. So you you you're not you're you're not. This is the first time you've seen blood, but this is definitely one of the gruesomest things you've ever seen, though. So what do you do? You you found a dead body in the house. Oh my! Oh gosh! Um, she is going to check the phone line. Yeah, it definitely but, works. But- she but before she picks up the phone, she has read oh gosh, what is her name? What's the name of the famous detective writer? Agatha Christie? Yes. She has read she has read Agatha uh, Agatha Christie. Yes, she has read that. So she does take out a handkerchief before she picks up the phone <laughs> and checks for a signal. Oh, I'm really I'm debating whether she's going to call police because she's at this at the crime scene at the moment holding the phone of the person that was killed. But I do think that she is going to call the police. I think she's one of those people that calls the police quite regularly <laughs> for all kinds of things that she you're, knows. You're the one who calls the police on those teenagers who just, who just might be smoking cigarettes down by the park or something. No, oh. they're, they're definitely dealing in drugs. <laughs> and and there is a weird man walking down the streets that I've never seen before. Yes. All right. He's going to dial 911. All right. So as you're, 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 you're giving the details to police, you turn and for a brief moment, you see something in in the hallway of the house. It, you, you, it's only you see it for a moment. It looks like a silhouette of a man with, you just see two large red lights where his eyes would be you blink and then it's it's just gone has the operator already answered the phone yeah yeah yeah. you're 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 in the middle of describing this to the police and then you hear 
ma'am, you you just you were you, we told yeah, are you still are you still on the phone? Uh, still on the line? Yeah, yes, yes, um, yeah, but I, I think I just I just saw the culprit in the house still. So um what do I do now? She's not lowering her voice at all. <laughs> Ma'am, we asked you to to leave the premises and stay, stay in contact if you can. But this is a wired phone. Then just leave, vacate, then just hang up and we will be there as soon as we can. But what if somebody tempers with the evidence? Ma'am, we recommend strongly that you leave the place immediately. And, and in the background, you hear, just get the woman out of the house. They're looking out of the house. You hear in the background. She's going to struggle a little bit more. So she's going to be a little bit difficult for a while. They say they, they tell her to leave the house twice more. And then eventually she hears the first hint of a siren in the distance. And then that is the moment she decides to leave the house. All right. So, Blair, you've, you've gone about your business. You got your things and you come back. And all of a sudden you see a whole, you, on your way back, you see a whole bunch of police cars going right by you to, in the direction of your house. Why don't you slow down, you jerks? Jesus, almost hit me in the dog. What the hell? All right, and so you pull up, and you know, there's you know there's old Miss Pence, who's you know everyone knows cannot keep her nose out of anything, and then she's you know she is you know apparently arguing with the police about something. You hear the words of maybe I, I saw the thing and I told you about you know those those, those drug dealer teens last week. As, as Blair walks up, he'll just mutter to himself, oh, "God damn it, this one." <sighs> and as he gets closer, hi, Miss Pence. How you doing? Oh, Blair, how, how it's it's awful. They took his guts out. Oh, they just need to take a little bit of his blood. It's for the heartworm thingy. Heartworm? I didn't know he had heartworm. Well, no, but Dr. Torn was telling me to get him in to check for the heartworm. So I was going to set the appointment up. You think Samuel's connected to all of this? Well, I was wondering if he was full, falling back into his his bad behavior from before he moved here. But to say that he killed someone sounds a little bit outrageous, don't you think? He's not going to take that much blood out of the dog. The the dog? Yeah, he wanted me to bring the mud in for the, the heartworm test. Got to take some blood. It's not the worms that come out the butt. It's a different kind of worm. Yeah, the name says hardworm, not buttworm. They can move around. I don't know. Miss Pence has a flashback of wiggly worms. Um, no, I meant Richard. They killed Richard. What? They the, the, the drug dealing kids at the end of the street, they killed Richard. What are you talking about? I saw him a couple of days ago. He's fine. I don't know if you've seen him now, but he's not fine anymore. The hell? I found him. He is. He was laying on the counter in the kitchen. His guts were strewn everywhere. There was blood all over the place. He lost at least ten liters of blood in that house. Huh? Maybe a mountain lion got in. I maybe I did see some red eyes. Do you think that mountain lions have red eyes? Uh, maybe I don't, I don't know. They, they glow. They do glow, but I. Don't remember them glowing red. But if it was the kids, they probably just would have shot him. Well, I have been on pension for a while, so I have no clue what the kids are up to these days anymore. Mostly they're just zooming around on their TikToks, as far as I know. Wasn't that uh, that, that piece of candy that they had years ago? The, the white little bits. Okay. 
I'm, I, I am calling an end to that. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, by, by the end of by you know by the like to, by the end of the next hour, the entire town has heard the word that there's been a murder in the in the place, and so yeah, the, the uh, so uh, slip. You know, like you know, it's you know later. It's you know, nighttime is fine. Come is come, and the police they'll you know, drop by your place. You you've heard about that. Uh, you know, Richard's dead. You don't know how though. So in comes uh, one of the sheriff's deputies. You know him. It's uh, it's a you know, old Joe. He's been there. He's been a deputy for about you know twenty years, about fifty mid fifties. He's like, hey, slip, slip. Yeah, sorry. First of all, sorry about your friend. I know you you and uh, Richard were uh, close. Slip kind of puts his hands in his pockets. Um, he's dressed in slacks now. He's one of those guys that like never really wears anything other than pajamas and his day clothes. Like he's he's always dressed very professionally. But seeing the cop makes him visibly nervous, and it's just from his old days. And he kind of starts uh, laughing awkwardly, like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, Joe, yeah, oh." I, I, I just heard about about Richard. You know, I've been calling him for two days. Hadn't heard a, a lick from him. Uh, sp- spoke to, to, to Blair just this morning. He hadn't heard from him either. I'm, I'm I was going to stop by. And, and then I heard the news. You know, I, I, I do you know anything like what could have caused this? And, you know, he like, you know, Joe's like down off his hat and he's just playing with his hands. Like, yeah, uh, well, it was it wasn't good. It. it we're thinking animal. We're thinking maybe a mountain lion or something got into his place in the middle of the night, got him. It wasn't pretty. Oh gosh. That, that makes me nervous. You know, I, you know, I go hunting to keep the deer population down and boy, if, if there's a hungry mountain lion, that's, that's bold enough to come inside now someone's that, house. Now, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, this sounds rude, but you know, you're the one, you're the, you're the town vet, you know, animals, we already sent, we already sent the pictures over to the ME and like, you know, and the, to the big, to the city, but could you like, just take, he's, if you wouldn't mind, could you like, maybe tell us what these bite marks are? We are having some trouble with this. It's, it would just, if you're not up to it, you don't have to look, it would just help us give, help give us an idea of what we're trying to look for. He pauses to think about that because on the one hand, he knows how important this is, but on the other hand, it is his friend. And uh, after a couple seconds, he nods slowly, a little hesitant and says, uh, you know, sure, if if you've got any uh, any pictures with you, any that don't, you know, really yeah, I, show his face. That, that yeah, be no, great. no, no, it's just uh, it, it. We I tried to find we find one that was just like one bite to help. Yeah, he 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 like you know awkwardly sort of like pulls out like a pulls out like a, a phone and like shows a shows a picture. It's an looks like an arm with like a very clear bite mark out of it. So Slip's gonna grab the phone with a bit of a shaky hand and kind of zoom into the image to look at it, and he'll furrow his brow as as he's trying to kind of get an idea of what it is. So yeah, give me an intelligence plus. Uh, let's say I will accept, I'd say medicine would be the one. Yeah. I, that's most appropriate. I think I got six successes on that one. You, okay. Wow. So 
you 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 did you, you apparently you did a thing where you you did like a whole a whole ses- lesson on a, how to identify bite marks from different animals, and you know for a fact whatever made this bite mark was not a mountain lion. It doesn't. It honestly, it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen before. It's like because normally when you see like when you see when a bite is taken out of something, it almost leaves like a pinch. It like sort of pinches the flesh. It's, you see like it's like you know, the edges are like sort of curved inwards on it. This one. It looks like something almost like grabbed just random chunks of the flesh and just ripped it off. It, it's the biz- weirdest bite mark you have ever seen. But you have, but this isn't the first time you've seen something like this, though. So he'll look at the at the image and he'll keep zooming in and zooming out and zooming back in, and he'll you know shake his head and look up at Joe back at the photo and back at Joe say, "Gosh, you know, Joe, this is the darnest thing. Uh, it's definitely not a mountain lion. They've got those those." big you know fangs on them both upper and lower jaw and you would see that indentation a mile away you know so it's not any kind of feline that i can tell not a puma you know not nothing around here um doesn't even look like a dog either honestly it just almost looks like something instead of you know just biting in it just kind of you know bit and sucked it out i Gosh, I, I something's ringing a bell in the back of my skull. Maybe from vet school, but and as you, you're saying that, you realize that you know, just last week you came across some like look, must have been a dead raccoon that uh, you that had been near uh, and it had the it had been eaten. No, it had been eaten, and it looked just like those bite marks. You know what? And he'll snap his fingers. I got it. You know. I was hunting actually just just last week. I was I was hunting and I I remember talking to Richard out of all people about this. I I saw this little critter running around, you know, went to go see what was going on. He was dead. And I noticed that the bite mark kind of looked like this. I could take you to that spot, but now I'm freaking out if something's coming in in, in the town, you know. But I tell you, I, I'd never seen anything like this before, except last week. And I remember I pulled out a book and he hands him the phone back, grabs one of his, uh, you know, manuals for veterinary school. He said, and I, I, I looked at some reference photos and, you know, it's got all these little tabs on it and nothing matched it. Nothing. So maybe it's not something local. Maybe it's something invasive from another state. Ah, I said, well, that does help. If it's not a mountain lion, then we'll have, we can eliminate that. Well, well, we'll keep looking into it. Well, don't worry. And we'll, uh, if just, you know, just make sure to tell everyone, you know, make sure to keep, keep an eye on their pets and uh, everything else. Just stay safe. Then oh, Joe will head yeah. off and he'll, 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 he'll get the phone out and just start calling and telling what he t- just learned. So the night progresses and no, no more news comes out. But then all three of you, you get a dream. And how much of the dream you, you can recall, I'm going to ask you to roll for that. Give me a resolve plus if you have any occult you have. Resolve plus any occult you have. I got one success. No successes. Blair, you got anything? Off of three dice, I got four successes. <laughs> oh, sorry, two successes. All right. Forgot to so, for a moment. Slip, you when you you don't really recall what you dreamed last night. It was just sort of Darkish. You, you didn't really dream that much, Miss Pence. You distinctly remember hearing the sound of water somewhere. You're not really sure what, though. You just remember like hearing the sound of a lot of wa- water rushing away somewhere. And Blair, 
you recall that distinctly, like the dream you were in, it was like you were somewhere dark. Like, it reminds you of when you were a coal miner down in the, down in the mines. It was that kind of dark. And you, you heard it sounded like water was echoing off the walls. And then all of a sudden it just, you just hear like a rush of water as it moves somewhere. You couldn't tell what direction it was moving, though. Once Blair remembers this, he's going to get up and go pee. <laughs> all right. And when you, and Blair, when you go and do that, as you're taking care of your business, as you go, you can take care of business, you get hit, as you're heading back to your bed, you catch a glimpse of something outside. You see two red lights somewhere. They're about six feet off the ground. That's all you can really tell at the moment. Blair's going to look at them for a moment. They look That's right back at you. Line. Say again? The, the, eye, the, the right lights look right back at you. Yeah, Blair, Blair's just going to stare out the window for a second. That's a tall mountain lion. Then for a moment, they, 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 you hold eye contact for another moment. Then the, then the eyes just shoot up into the sky. The fuck was it? And then the next day arrives. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Pence... How are you dealing? You know, how are you dealing with the fact that you know you saw a murder and now the whole town is buzzing for information, Miss Pence? Yeah, I'm thinking. Do I want to be the famous person in the town that got more information than anyone else, or do I want to be an even more famous person because I actively investigated it? I think a hunch and a dream is not enough for Audrey to go on, but it's enough to bother Blair with. Because maybe after she was forcefully removed from the property, Blair has still seen something. Okay, and I'd I'd say it slip. You know, you would also. I, slip. Would it be fair to say that you also were interested in just you know talking to Blair and just you know just going down to, you know, maybe see what's going on, see if you can find anything that might help you, you know, help just just see what you can see. Yeah, he would probably head to Blair knowing that he's the next door neighbor, but also knowing that he's a a man of facts. He would be tempted to talk to Audrey since she's the one that found the body, according to the news. But she's such a, you know, she's got such a sensationalist personality that it would be hard for him to pick out fact from fiction. So he his first stop probably in the first thing in the morning would be to head to Blair's. All right. So, Blair, as you are going about getting ready for your day, all of a sudden, two people have decided to pop up uninvited to your place. Oh, I ain't even had my coffee yet. Come on. There's a very insistent knocking on your door that is not stopping until you open it. And you know it won't stop until you open it. You hear some angry muttering from the other side of the door that gets louder as Blair approaches. And right at the end of it, it sort of clarifies into actual words. And all you can make out is, can a man take his morning shit in peace? Right before the door opens. He's going to, Slip is going to kind of very inconspicuously, you know, he's tugging on his tie, but also slightly pointing at Audrey as if to say she was the one knocking like that. And he's going to say, oh, gosh, Blair, so sorry to barge in on you early, this early. And he kind of looks at his watch and it's not that early in the morning. Say, didn't know you were uh, such a late starter to your day, huh? Blair looks down at what he's wearing, which is boxers and a dirty T-shirt. It was a late night. What do you want? Uh, you know, I I heard about um, and he kind of gets fidgety. I heard about Richard, and 
you, you know, you live next door and I, I had asked you to, you know, check in on him. Um, did you, were, did you find him around the same time that Miss Pence here came across the body by any chance? No, I was coming back from the walk with the mutt and she was already there with the cops and the fire department and all them busybodies. Cops damn near clipped me on their way over. Did you, did you not, uh, did you happen to see them taking his body? Did, did you see any, did, did you hear any of them talking about anything about the animal that did this? No, I was talking to Miss Pence there. Because I got to tell you, man, huh, Joe stopped by my house last night and whew, he showed me a photo of um our, our, our pal Richard's arm and whatever did it. I tell you, I can't I can't get it out of my head. I It's no animal that I've ever seen, not locally, at least, and certainly not anything that anybody would have at home as a pet. Even, you know, one of those illegal ones that people to trade in from South America or whatever. So I, I was just hoping you'd seen something, any animal in the neighborhood that you thought was, you know, a little weird. No, nah, I didn't see anything while I was out on the walk. I mean, I saw some some red eyes last night when I got up to pee, but then they 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 flew up into the sky. So it was probably like an owl or something. Red eyes, and he pauses at that. Says you mean green or something, right? Like predatory animals, their eyes reflect green in the light, not red. No, it was red. And he kind of just stops and looks at Audrey to see if she agrees with what he says. Well, I did see also, like, when I was when I was in there, after I just found him, I did see those red eyes, too. And I, 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 I did have a weird dream last night about, um, you, you all know that I have, like, um, hunches sometimes, right? And they turn out to be true. So I had a hunch about water. Well, it ain't a mermaid, Miss Pence. And he chuckles at that. But uh, you now said wait, you wait, saw red on. eyes. I, I, hold on. I, I had a dream about water, too. That's why I had to get up and pee. Well, you both probably dreamt about water, guys, because your bladders were full. Oh, no. Oh, no. I always go to the bathroom right before I go to bed in case so you get, like, in case my bladder was too full so that I don't have to go to the bathroom during the night because I hate going out of bed at night. And this time I actually had to. So don't think this is a coincidence that we just have the same dream and I both mean, saw like, red eyes. I was like both six or seven beers deep when I fell asleep. So, yeah, I probably just needed to pee. Slip is just kind of rubbing his forehead, trying to, you know, keep composure. I mean, it was his close friend that died and they're here talking about a water dream. So he says, okay, so <laughs> sure, sure, Miss Benz, that dream. I I mean, we all know about your uh, psychic abilities, um, but, but, but back to those red eyes, you said when you, when you came across Richard, that's when you saw them. How big were they? Humongous. Of course they were. <laughs> uh, and, and you said you just saw them and then they just what disappeared. You sound like you don't trust me. Trust me. They were gigantic. They were bigger than any eyes I've ever seen. And I have been to the zoo a time or two in my life. So I know animal eyes when I see them. They were big. And then they blinked out of existence. And by any chance, did you tell the sheriff about this, this, this thing you saw when, when he came upon you with questions? Of course I did. I told him every single little detail that I could remember, including the red eyes. 
And do you think they listen to a woman like me? No, of course they don't, because they do not trust me. Miss Pence, you do actually remember when you mentioned red eyes, you noticed that the sheriff actually he looked, he looked like he recognized that, but he didn't respond to you. Like, he did seem to recognize the red eyes, but he didn't acknowledge it in any further questions or anything. Honestly, I mean, you'd think they just want to get rid of me. No, of witness. course not. You, the main witness. No, they would never. But, uh, but you know, uh, uh, so anything else you notice? Any any feathers, any fur around the body? Any tracks? It's been kind of muddy out here lately. You see any tracks? Strangely enough, no. Like, there was a lot of blood. But even there, there was just spots all over the place. It wasn't, there wasn't any tracks or anything no it just blood and paperwork gosh dang it and with that he kind of like snaps his finger and puts it back and you know puts his hand back in his pocket says i i you know i really hope that i could find something by talking to y'all but doesn't seem anybody knows anything have have any of you seen anything weird in the woods i really want to know what animals do in this especially if it's something that i'm going to encounter while hunting you do know, like like I said, he, Blair's house is right next door. You can literally look out the window and look towards uh, the house. Uh, Miss Pence, if it's not, you know, too presumptuous of me, would, would you mind if I had a look around your yard and kind of looked around the area to see if maybe I recognized any, you know, animal hair or tracks or anything like that of what could have done this? You too, Blair, do you mind if I have a look around? Now no. you go ahead. You're more than welcome to look around, but my my house is a, is more than a street away from here. Well, you never know. I just want to make sure that whatever did this, if I can track it, I want to make sure it's nowhere near your home. You know, if it's an animal that maybe caught your scent and may remember it. And gosh, I, I'd hate to see it kind of come back for you. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so considerate. Thank you. And I think he would start with Blair's house since he's already there with, um, you know, just kind of rolling up his sleeves and looking around the the mud, either, you know, in the front, the sides of the house and the back, since he's right next to Richard's house. But since that's obviously a crime scene, he can't go there. But just seeing if he can find any prints or any tufts of fur. All right, As he good. goes towards the backyard, Blair's going to yell out. Watch out for the dog shit. I I I haven't cleaned up in a few days. <laughs> okay. So, so give me an intelligence plus investigation roll. I got one success. All right. So with one success, you, you don't find a lot, but you do definitely see that you don't find tracks, but you do find footprints. It's it's very odd. Like, you do see, like, both, you do see, like, not just in one place, but several places. You see a pair, it almost looks like, not quite bird feet, but, like, you know, and like you know they have, like, long toes. And, but it's, it's like, they're, two, they're side by side. It's like someone stood there, and then they just didn't walk anywhere. It's almost like they, like, flew off. And then there's another, you see, like, another spot in the in the mud, then a different spot. It's almost all, like, they're looking towards the house, like someone... Like some kind of bird was fl- flying around the place and just staring at his house when it landed, but of course it couldn't. That couldn't make sense, you know. They something this big would be like you know, you know, like a big as a person. 
So just to clarify, it's like a human sized foot, but with bird qualities. It's yeah, it's it's like you know how bird footprints are almost like it's like just like straight lines. Yeah. Like that, yeah. But it's human sized. Okay. So he's gonna come across that and kind of just scratch his head. You know, first he had to ignore all the the dog footprints from Blair's dog and avoid the minefield of shit that is like frozen and then thawed and now kind of running into the mud. So he's kind of cursing under his breath. And then he comes across these big footprints and it, and it causes him to pause. He, he takes a second to look and he kind of tugs on his pants upward and then squats to get a closer look, pulls out his phone, takes several pictures from different angles and tries to grab onto a twig or something so that he can uh, compare the the depth of the track and he can tell just based on the depth that whatever the heck made this track is very hefty it wouldn't be something light like your regular bird all right so he's kind of thinking about what animal this could be all right as you're doing that give me a wits plus composure rule to see to see if you can notice something uh is this where the one cancels out the success no that's not how this works Okay, I got a 10, so I have one success there. And I get to roll again, I believe. Yes, you re-roll 10s, yes. Okay. I got a 9 that time. So you got two successes. So with two successes, you definitely... It feels like something's watching you. And at first, you look up and you see... You see Miss Pence looking at you from the the window. And at first, you think it's her. But then you, like, turn your head and you notice... Off in the off in the trees, there's something looking at you. You can't quite make it out, but you could definitely tell that they're red. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.